Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. Are we recording? Hey, Sarah. How's it going? (laughs) Welcome to another week of Big Brave Business. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going this week, Sarah? It's going well. We had my youngest here for his spring break last week. So I did a bare minimum week, if I'm being honest. I've just been in bare minimum mode. And bare minimum mode, of course, looks different depending on the season because like also we have 10,000 launches happening. So, you know, I still had to work, but like I just it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you have that long running list of all the projects you could be working on, but then you also have stuff that just needs to be done today. And I did a I'm only doing the work that needs to be done today. Oh, my God. I'm a mess. Hey, how are you? What's going on? (laughs) What's up up in your world? (laughs) So things are good. Things are good. My eldest stepdaughter gave me a grandbaby girl last week, so I have been obsessed with her. I am the youngest grandmother to date. I'm 33 years old and I have two grandchildren. <laughs> but and um, it was... And what? They were born on the same oh, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of my grandchildren are born on March the 10th. And guess who else's birthday is on March the 10th? my husband. So I told him, I said, pop, you get no more birthday gifts for the rest of your life. You are officially, these, these children are your gifts. So it's crazy, but yeah. So now we have three people in the family whose birthdays are on March the 10th, which was super exciting. So that's been great. I also, I'm just going to be real so weird and cool. Listen, we looked it up. It's seven in a million chance that you will have two of your grandchildren born on your birthday. The only two we have, by the way, born on his birthday. So we ended up having birthday cake at the hospital with the new baby, which was really great. And poor Drew, we're going to celebrate him this week. (laughs) We're going to take him to dinner for his birthday because we did absolutely nothing. We were at the hospital the whole time. So that was really, really exciting. And yeah, little Madeline has made her appearance into the world covered in hair, just adorable. So, um, So that was my exciting news for last week. And to be honest, I feel like every week I tell you I'm stressed with work, but it's it's a good, it's it's growing pains. It's growing pains. You're like, I love being the- a VA. If you want to be a VA, if you're interested <laughs> in learning about what it's like to be a VA, let's talk. And then, you know, I'd love for you to be a VA if you're going to do a good job. And then you're like, every week I'm stressed. <laughs> Here's the problem. The problem that I have is that I overcommit. And I deliver, but I deliver at the expense of my sanity because I love, I I like want to help as many people as possible. And I love, I love the people that I work with. And I have now taken on a couple of clients that are outside of my normal commitment. 
And so I'm getting used to bringing them on board. And it's just been a challenge. It's a good problem, Sarah. <laughs> Overworking is good. Don't look at me like this. If you could see Sarah's face, I she's think... smiling, but also I feel like <laughs> scared for me. <laughs> I I am scared for you because I don't want you to burn yourself out. But I also really relate because I'm an overworker too. And I've been like, I'm having flashbacks to when I moved in college. I think it was my sophomore year. We, My roommate and I moved into our apartment a week before school started so that we'd have time to like do all our moving and my job at the time was on campus so it didn't start until classes started so we had like a whole week to just get acclimated in our new apartment and amanda i was unpacked the first day and then i was bored out of my mind laying in the middle (laughs) of the floor like (laughs) i'm so bored meanwhile my roommate's like hanging out partying listening to music with like all her boxes around her taking her time and she's like what is wrong with you like we had a whole week to do this and I'm, I just it is my idea of a good time to be productive so I really understand but also I'm one of your clients and I really like you working with me so I'm like do not burn yourself out do not tell me you need a scale I will back. tell you this I will I really will not I, I do not think I would ever burn myself out like I genuinely I think I would I, I'm very in tune with how I feel and so when things get really stressful I'm very aware of I like to look at the time that I'm spending I like to look at the time that I'm billing and then I also like to look and see based on are my clients happy Am I moving progress and on all of my clients' projects? Like, am I at least moving the needle? And a lot of this problem is not that I've overbooked myself. It's that perfectionist mindset where I can get in the weeds and I'm like, I have been staring at this Canva graphic for <laughs> 45 minutes too long. Like, I just, it looks great. Move on. But there's something about me that's like, oh, it could be better. It could be better. It could mm-hmm. be better. And then I blink and I'm like, oh, okay, so... I've now spent way too much time on a project that should have taken me 15 minutes because I did not budget my time well. But again, it's still early days of my business, but I think our listeners can probably relate to that boom you get when you start a business and you want it to be perfect and you want everybody to be happy. And (laughs) Drew, my husband, looked at me this past week and he said, you know, you can't make everybody happy. Like no matter how good you are at your job. No matter how hard you work, sometimes you're just not going to be able to make everybody happy. And that's okay. And that has been Hmm. what has been my mantra, which is I'm going to do every morning I wake up and I say, today I'm going to do the best that I can do. I'm going to show up 100%. I'm going to follow through with all of my commitments. And at the end of the day, if people aren't happy with that, then that's fine. That's fine. Because I know that I have lived up to what I have committed that I can do. The first uh, seven minutes of this uh, podcast episode, and I just want to say, I'm doing great, Sarah. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah. So there's that. Let me segue. Yeah. I had a client this week for the first time ever. First time ever I've ever had this happen to me before. I had a client tell me that they weren't happy with my services. Yeah. First time. I've just flat out told me like, hey, um, I don't know if we're a good fit. That's how they put it. We're not We're not a good fit. Were they looking for a solution or were they ending 
So they were looking for someone. This is a great question. So they were looking for someone who could set up some automations for them in their business. So basically the automations, basically getting their active campaigns, which I'm going to keep this kind of vague because um, I want people to understand what the project is. Um, But basically they wanted their website to connect with their active campaigns, which is like a it's an automated email platform where you can set it up where it will send emails and sequences and all that kind of stuff. And so I set that up for them. And I don't want to make it seem like they, like, this is me being very vulnerable. I don't want to make it seem like they by any means are at fault because I, I take full like when bad things ha- not bad things, but when uh, when something's not a good fit, it's not a good fit, right? And I'm the first person sure. like in any area of my life, it's not a good fit. That's totally fine. Um, but they told me that the way that I had set up a certain part of their business was not what they had in mind. Was the first hmm. kind of like red flag, and I was like, okay, well let's let's get on a call, let's collaborate, let's figure out where we can get mm-hmm. back on track. There are some people that are, again, this is not putting any blame on anybody because I think it was um, it was not a good fit. For what they were looking for, I was not their like ideal person. I think they liked me as a person. I don't think they liked what I brought to the table professionally, which is totally fair and valid. I've tried to collaborate with people before and been like, not a good fit. Um, you know, after you get into it together, how they communicate isn't how you vibe, how they want to delegate tasks is a big thing. Um, and so anyways, long story short, I set up the project for them, got down to the finish line, and they were like, you know, I think we're going to go in another direction. And that is the very first time that somebody has just straight up said like, hey, we don't really want to work with you anymore. And it was a one-off project, so it's fair, it's fine. It wasn't an ongoing thing. But normally for me, when I work with someone on a one-time project, it typically leads into full-time work or a further client relationship. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time to have someone tell me, yeah, I think we're good. Thank you for what you did. They liked, they were fine with what I did, but they weren't like over the moon impressed with it, which is fair and valid. That's mm-hmm. fine. I know I did. Like I said earlier, I know what I did was my absolute best. And so, yeah, they went, they went, they were like, we're going to, we're going to hire somebody else. And they actually are working with someone else that I know who I hope does a better job that they're happier with. But let me tell you, sister, it was a slice of humble pie. Have you ever had that yeah, happen no to you? Yeah, no kidding. In life, yes. In the Ooh. context of my current business, no. I yeah. – not yet. <laughs> so far, anybody that I'm working with one-on-one has been, like, positive to me about me. What You know, whatever they say behind my back, I don't know. But to me, yeah. it's just been all positive. The only reasons I've had people turn over have been either they don't want a podcast anymore at all or they – don't want to spend the ongoing money that it costs to work with me, which like, I mean, yeah. Okay. And I've even had people say, it's not that they're questioning whether my services are worth it. Yeah. The budget is just what it is, which I totally fully understand. But in life, yeah, of course. I mean, (laughs) it's a terrible feeling to feel rejected and Rejection shows up in every aspect of our lives and it never gets any fucking easier. So yeah, of course I know that feeling. It really doesn't get easier. It honestly, this is going to sound so strange. It was almost like a relief. There is more um, my personality type. I just want to know where we stand. Do you know what I mean? I don't care if you like me or if you don't like me. I really don't. I just want to know, like, are we good? Like, 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 where do we stand? I don't do good with gray area. 
You know, if I can't mm-hmm. tell if you and I are on the same page, it's like a, an annoyance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't do that. So like, I want my clients to be overly happy or I want them to tell me like, hey, this is not up to par, which today or this past week was the only time that's ever happened. <laughs> Normally my clients are extremely yeah. over the moon happy. So for me, it was kind of like, um, okay, well now I know. Now I know where we stand. You're not happy with the service. That's totally fine. Now, granted, they didn't come out and just say, hey, your service is lackluster. They just said, we're going to go in another direction, which is fair and valid and fine. Um, but a little bit of a surprise. I have never had that happen before. That it, I think that's what frustrates me about it. I like, I don't know the full extent of the situation and I don't know the person or the project any more intimately than you've just told me on this call. Like we haven't talked about this off, mm-hmm. off the record, but I feel like my gut instinct as somebody who's hired people and managed people in corporate, as well as obviously like hiring team members for my entrepreneurial endeavor, I feel like, um, it really comes down to your communication, setting clear expectations from the beginning and then ongoing communication and telling somebody that they didn't meet expectations in any way. And then severing your relationship with somebody should never come as a surprise. Like that should never be a surprise to the person on the receiving end. I will tell you this. I have noticed this trend since I have increased my rate. Um, a last couple of weeks ago, I mentioned on the podcast, I raised my rate by a few dollars. I mean, in my opinion, worth it, but that's fine. And nor was it like, I don't think astronomical. I would never jump like $10 to somebody's budget, specifically in this financial climate. But anyways, I raised my rate a couple of dollars. And for the most part, I mean, for pretty much everybody, everybody was great with it. However, like for this example with this client, because it is a little bit higher of an investment, you can get a VA for $10 an hour. You shouldn't, but you can. Um, I sometimes think that because it is an investment, people aren't willing to train somebody who is a little bit more higher end. They think that not higher end sounds so icky. I mean like higher end of the, spe- <laughs> the spectrum, not me as a person. I think because people are, are spending a higher amount of money, they think it's just a turnkey solution right? I'm going to pay this money. They're going to walk in and they're going to be able to just fix everything that they want exactly how I want it in my mind. And it's like, yeah, but I'm also like a human. (laughs) But that's just not realistic no matter who the person is. Correct. And I think in this situation, again, I'm not throwing shade at anybody because I could not have done what they wanted. I don't, I think I know I did on my end, but I don't want to throw any any blame. But what I am saying is I have noticed a trend where people are getting where if they're willing to pay that higher dollar amount, they think they're getting a turnkey solution where it's like, I'm not a robot. I'm still a person. You're still going to have to train me on your processes and how you want things done. And um, set expectations. (laughs) And set expectations. And also guess what? Spoiler alert. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not going to be perfect. So to me, it's almost like I dodged a bullet in a way because I know I did a really good job on the project. So like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But also it still is kind of like, oh, you weren't, you weren't happy with the services that I provided. And that has never happened to me before. If anything, I've always had people say, I wish I could bring you on more. I just can't, you know, financially do it or it's not in my time schedule or whatever. So very interesting. And I did not intend on the podcast talk about this week. I'm actually like, I don't know. I'm okay with it. It's fine. I've come to peace with it. What do you wish, like, for anybody listening who is, whether you're ta- we're talking corporate or 
entrepreneurially <laughs> when you're bringing somebody on there's always some risk especially if you're an entrepreneur especially if you're running a business and you're like okay i guess i'm going to sacrifice some of the revenue that would otherwise go in my pocket or toward whatever business expenses i'm now going to devote this to paying a person and there's a lot of like and that means somebody else's eyes and brain and hands are going to be all in your business which is like it especially in the beginning like the first time you bring somebody on but i feel like it's probably every time you bring somebody on there's there's like a relinquishing of control that can be very scary yeah. for people. So for people who are feeling like, ah, this is one of the things I'm afraid of is like paying somebody and then not being happy. Or I have somebody right now that I'm not happy with their services for me. Like, what are some things that you wish people knew as somebody who gets contracted out for how they could communicate with you along the way? It all goes into your mindset because you and I have already had an exploratory call. You know me. You know my business. Like, you know I am fully invested in the success of this relationship and the success of your business. But I understand 99% of the time when people bring me in, this is their baby that I'm working with. This is their, like, they have spent time away from their family. They have quit their jobs mm. to do this. I get it. Like, I am very sympathetic and I am very encouraging to people. But I'm, and I also do a lot of hand holding along the way. And I also acknowledge when I mess up in the beginning, which I always do, there's always something like, oh crap, I forgot. Oh, you told me that that lived in the Dropbox and not in Google Drive. Oh, duh. Of course. You may have to tell me the same thing twice or three times even. But as we get to know each other and I learn your processes in, you know, two weeks time, you won't have to tell me again where something lives. Do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I think if people could go into it with the mentality of there is going to be, this is not this person's baby. This is mine. But if I take the time the way you did, Sarah, and if I take the time and I teach somebody and I'm empathetic and I understand that they're a human being in a month's time, they may fall in love with my business and it may become their baby. And I'm going to be so glad that I took the time to slow down and realize that. I think a lot of people think because they've created SOPs and they have created a sheet that has all the passwords on it and they have created a task list for their VA that that or their contracted person that if they can just hand all this paperwork over to them, their job is done and they can just get all these projects done. It would be a wonderful world if that's all it took, but it doesn't. It takes communication. It takes understanding. It takes like, you got to have, there's some collaboration there. Um, so for anybody that wants to bring somebody on to their quote unquote baby business, or I guess too, if you're even working in a corporation, like if you're listening to this and you're a person that's hiring other people, it takes time to build loyalty. It takes time to build belief in your business and you just have to just hang in there. Like I tell everybody on the onset, the first couple of months, you're going to be like, have I made a mistake? But I promise you, if you will commit, I will make your business run smoother. You'll make more money. You will have more free time. It will be worth it. And I will love your business. However, the people that bring me on and they're like a turnkey solution, go use chat GPT to write your content because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do No, that. I think that's so super fair. And I think it's important. And I think it's relevant in corporate as well as in entrepreneurship. Like if you were starting a new job working for a company, you wouldn't just expect to be handed SOPs and be like, well, I hope you perform perfectly immediately. Like you wouldn't. You would expect yeah. that there's going to be some ramping up, like some training, some handholding. There's going to be go-to 
people who you can rely on to ask questions and to help you like learn your way around. It's going to take you time to get acclimated. And depending on how new you are to the industry as a whole that you're entering, like when you get a job, you're going to also have to learn the industry, which can take like a year to get acclimated. Yeah. And we would have that expectation if we were the ones who were getting hired. But then when we hire contractors, I think there's this expectation of like, they're just going to immediately fit in. And that I think could be really overwhelming. And one thing that you and I continuously talk about, because you helped me a lot in the past year with Sarah K. Heater, like just doing business as myself, but not really necessarily even knowing what what should I be doing? What is this going to look like? You know, and then um, we kind of what's that like expression when you're learning how to drive manual? It's like grind it till you find it. Right. Same same kind of thing. I have never heard that in my entire <laughs> life. Seriously? Grind it till I, you find it? It's actually something you are absolutely supposed to not do, I believe. But um, okay. okay. Grind it till you find it. That's on a gas station t-shirt somewhere. It's like an expression of like <laughs> what people try to do when they don't really know what they're doing is like grind it till you find it. But I feel like we did have to do that. And then when we just rolled, started rolling out some PodFox stuff, <laughs> I would say to you like, so this isn't what I want. I don't really quite know yet what it is that I do want because it's brand new to me too, but we're going to yeah. figure it out together. And you know what? There was a learning curve when you came on for Sarah K. Heater too, but we found it and it's amazing. And so just be patient with me. I'm going to like work with you on this. We're going to find this like what the new part of our relationship looks like together and, you know, but we're going to find it together. There's absolutely no question to me that you are capable of anything. And I think that's the other thing that frustrates me is like most people are to your point of like, I don't want to call myself high end. I think you're wonderful. Obviously, hey, started a podcast with you, but also (laughs) like we're friends. We're like genuinely very good friends now. So it's more than just like, I think you're smart and capable. Like, obviously, I adore you. But generally speaking, like most people are capable of pretty much anything, especially in the world of VA stuff. Like most people who could be a VA or think they might want to be a VA, they're capable of doing pretty much any VA task you could give them. It's just that they have to learn it and they may or may not be interested. They may or may not be a good fit for you, like personality wise. You may not have the same sense of humor or communication style or the same interests. You may not be in the same life stage, you know, whatever. There's lots of things. But, like, they're capable of doing anything. You just have to clearly communicate what it is that you want from them. And if it's something they want to do, they will learn how to do it, you know? And so for me, when it comes to hiring, it's like I'm never hiring based on do I think this person could do the job? Because the answer is almost universally, of course they can. What job yeah. do I think I'm hiring for? Like being a rocket scientist? No, because <laughs> anybody can do what I do, right? It's just a matter of learning it and wanting to learn it. Not everybody. It's not everybody's idea of a good time. That's totally fine. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I will also say this is, and this might be a personality thing for me personally, I'll say, but I'm going to speak as a whole because I think this is most everybody. If I'm afraid or if it causes me stress or anxiety when I do make a mistake and you correct me on something, if it makes me feel bad, it is going or it's going to be a perfect situation. 
I onboarded a podcast for Sarah, for you, for Sarah. I'm speaking to the listeners. I onboarded a podcast for Sarah, misspelled somebody's name in the show notes. Mm. Nobody else is more upset about that than me. However, Sarah's response is a kind email that is like, hey, just want to let you know this was misspelled. Let's like triple check things in the in the future. That to me is like, got it, not a problem. However, if you approach it as, I thought I told you to triple check the names when you onboarded these people, like you've made a mistake, that mentality, that like your approach to correction is going to drastically affect how I work in your business. Do you want me to work from a place of fear? Do you want me to work from a place of stress? No. I would hope you would say no. However, that is some people's, how they correct is harsh, which is fine. I can take hard correction, but it will affect how I work in your business. It will affect how quickly I want to work on your projects. It will affect our relationship. I'm not saying don't correct me, but I am saying I'm not a robot. You know, I will make a mistake. And that to me is like the biggest thing is how someone will correct me from an, from a a mistake or misspelling of a word is exactly going to affect the kind of relationship that I want to have with you is, and we don't have to be friends, but we do need to be respectful. So instead (laughs) of it being like, I thought I told you to spell it this way, come at me with, Hey, next time let's just triple check that because I think we got a word wrong or say even, say even, Hey, you missed a word. It's misspelled here. Duh. Of course. That's what I say to the email when I get it. Duh. Of course. My bad. I will triple check it. It's just, it's that little bit of correction that builds that relationship and it shows that you trust me. Like the fact that you would just yeah. tell me open says more about our relationship than you correcting me in a harsh tone because you're frustrated, if that makes sense. It does make total sense. And I think also important to acknowledge that like the person who's giving the feedback is a fallible person as well. Like I have also misspelled people's names before I (laughs) okay funny story and I don't know if she'll ever listen to this because this is specific about this client she'll I'm gonna say who it is I have a client who just had a baby and so I I doubt that she's listening to this podcast but um her name is Candice Candice I love I had a girl in my Girl Scout troop a few years ago who was named Cadence And when she first joined the troop, for some reason, I had such a hard time remembering Cadence or Candace. Like, I could not remember what this kid's name was at first. Of course, as I got to know this kid as an actual person, I knew her name was Cadence. But it was something that I had to mentally, like, commit myself to. Cadence, 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 Cadence. To the point where, like, I would be sitting there making stuff for everybody in the troop in the beginning like when she first joined I'd be making stuff for everybody in the troop that was like personalized and I'd write Candace on something and then realize it and be like oh my god I have to make an entirely new item for this kid because that's not her freaking name and and so once I learned like what I got to know her I was like of course she's Cadence now I never made that mistake again and when I first 
started working with Candace, I went to leave her a review on her brand new podcast and I called her Cadence. And I like, I oh, wanted, no. I fixed it because I realized that after the review was posted. So unfortunately, I'm sure that she saw it. She never mentioned it to me, but I'm sure that she saw it. And that's a bad feeling. Like she's a brand new client. She's paying me a significant amount of money. We've just launched this whole podcast together, although it's a very new relationship like we're embarking on a significant project, right? And here I've gone to leave her a public review and I spelled her name wrong. Of course, I fixed it immediately <laughs> when I saw it, but it had already been on the internet when I saw that I had misspelled mm. it. and Or mis- it's not a misspelling. It was the wrong name. It's the wrong <laughs> name. That's not her name. I. It's still one of those things where sometimes in the middle of the night, if I like can't sleep, it like creeps in. And it's been over a year (laughs) since we started working together. We're we have a very good relationship now. I very much know her as Candace. Like she's absolutely (laughs) Candace in my life. And I so badly like in that moment, I wanted to reach out. She never said anything to me, so of course I did not reach out. But I so badly wanted to reach out and say, like, in case you saw this, there is a story. <laughs> there is a reason why I mixed up this name because I this poor kid in my fat like in the in my life in the past, I had to drill myself that her name was not Candace. So now that's why I made that like mistake. But anyways, point being shit happens like we're not perfect people and i i also had recently misspelled another person that we onboarded now it was not like the same situation it was more like what happened with you where it was in the show notes and it's because it's not because i didn't know how to spell her name it's because it was automated we use an automated transcription service and then we use that to convert it to copy and the transcription service had misspelled her name and i had fixed it in all places but one And I missed Mm -hmm. one and the client is the one who corrected me, which is a bad feeling, but it was before it had gone like to the internet. So nobody else saw it, just me and the client. So when, when it happened with you, it was like, I also try to let you know things like that where it's like, hey, just FYI, let's just be really careful about this because it feels bad when the client is the one who finds it. And I know from experience. So like good thing in our working relationship, it goes through you and me. So we have double the eyes on it and we can find those before it gets to an actual client. Because again, I've done it and it's a bad feeling to know that the client's the one who saw it. It is a really bad it is a really bad feeling. And this is a quick story that I'll tell you really, really quick. So then we can get to our three things that are making us happy this week. So be thinking okay. about your three things. Um, I also work with a marketing agency out of California. And my job is to manage a group of social media managers. So I basically just make sure like, hey, we need the next round of content calendars for this restaurant. Let's go ahead. Do you need more content? Do we need to schedule a photo shoot? That kind of stuff. So I basically just help manage them. Well, there is a restaurant, I'm not going to say the restaurant's name, in California. And this this poor, poor social media manager, I say tell this story because it's a direct example as when you give grace to people, they can also extend grace to other people. And it's because of a situation very similar to, you know, you being so kind to me, she accidentally reshared a post that somebody had tagged on Instagram to a restaurant that was named the same thing as our restaurant. But the person who posted the photo on Instagram tagged our restaurant and the social media manager didn't thoroughly check that it was our restaurant and just assumed 
that it was us and reposted some random restaurant with the same name on the restaurant's Instagram. I felt really bad. I felt so bad for her. The And what's bad is that the restaurant, our client, caught it. What's mm-hmm. bad about that is they have almost, you know, 500,000 followers on Instagram. It's a very wow. big rush. Yeah. So it was a it was a big deal. But instead of panicking or being angry at her, it was, hey girl, we gotta check this. Moving forward, like things happen. I totally get it. I would have probably done the same thing. But like extending that grace to someone because it's been extended to me is such a good feeling when you can do that. Like, I don't know. I encourage anybody that's hiring someone or in a in a situation of being over people like that, just extend grace. Like we're all doing the best we can. We all go to sleep at night and try to get eight hours of sleep. Like we're all doing our absolute best. And if I could say anything to wrap up this whole segment of me getting fired from a client, things happen. Like we're all going to be grace. Like just give grace to yourself and to others. Yes, please do that. And also it just having the belief that, that frees up space for people who are a good fit. Just always yep. believing that. Like yep. there are so many people that you get and projects you get to work on, projects that you love, working with people you really love working with in businesses that are super interesting to you. And those opportunities are going to continue to come to you. And when something like this turns over, it's just there's more opportunities out there that you're going to love. And I've had to tell myself that too. And and eat for any reason a project turns over it's like or it doesn't work out or somebody decides to go a different way like there are so many more projects out there and people out there who I'm gonna love working with and just there's more room in your life for the things that are gonna be positive and serve you you know it's very 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 true on that note tell me one thing that's making you happy this week we'll go back and forth this week what's your first one okay I'm going to preface this with like, I've thought of my three things. Two of them are food. So I'm do gonna it. Do one I'm here business. for it. So I'm going to start with the business one, which is I'm loving my Podfox branding. So we worked oh, with yes. a like kind of independent creator, a brand creator, not like a huge firm or anything like that, an independent creator. And she was a personal referral that Amanda – found for me and um for us and she her costs were significantly more accessible than some of the um larger firms that we had been talking to and I had some people I was really interested in working with but it was just out of the scope of my budget. Like it was just going to make things too uncomfortable. And I decided like, this is a personal referral and it's so much more accessible and we're going to start here. And I seriously am so freaking happy. Like Mm -hmm. I love, love the work she did. She's a fantastic artist. She's got a great vision. She, her communication was fantastic. Her deliverables, like the timeframe on her deliverables was like, exceeded my expectations we moved very quickly with like original art that she created for the logo and the fox character and at first when I I loved what she delivered but at first I was like I don't know how to use this and of course you can pay someone more for help with how to use it right but I really felt like this is something you and I could figure out ourselves and we tried a couple of different things and I like wasn't super into it I've started to find like a way to use these assets 
that I fucking love. I'm so excited. It's not anything I would have come up with. It's totally different than I like maybe would have ever had in my head. I am definitely not an artist. So it was like just completely fresh and new and totally different from my Sarah Kate Heater stuff that we've been doing, which I love that it has like its own feel and vibe and I'm just really really excited watching this brand come to life and I'm excited to get the website up but if you want to see it there's like kind of two ways to follow like podfox the first one right now is to follow it on instagram at podfox media and then the second way is just getting on the email list because we send out kind of branded emails and sometimes like freebies and downloads and guides and stuff like that that will also have the branding and definitely those have so far still been in development but we are like finding our footing and it's so cool and it's so bright and it's vibrant and fun and I feel like it's very positive and like it it's energetic and I just really love it. So I'm loving the PodFox branding. I'm loving the vision of PodFox and like seeing the opportunity for that to really come to life. And I'm excited about that. So that's my first one. That's a good one. I also love your branding. And I also know that the person that created it um, is also a listener of the show. So we love you. Thank you so much for all oh, your Oh, well, then let's work. shout her out. So thank you for listening, Jasmine. And also thank you for what you've done for PodFox because we seriously love it. We loved working with you on it. And we can't wait to give you more work, by the way. But also you need to check her out. Her brand is Brio. Do you know her Instagram handle? I can look it up. I think it's B-R-E-O branding, I think. But she is – she's awesome. She's so kind and so patient. Yeah. She is Brio Branding Studio. So it's B-R-E-O Branding Studio. And she's amazing. Cannot recommend her enough. And even if you don't see something that looks like it would be your vision, she can do anything. Like literally anything. She's incre- She's an and, artist. Incredible. And I highly recommend booking a call with her in order to really see because that's where you can – she really shows you like a behind-the-scenes – glance at what the art development process was like she designs the logos by hand and then she converts the concept into digital art and then you get all of the files you could possibly want but you're getting truly unique art again I I said this in a past episode Amanda felt called out it's not calling you out we literally all do this but it's not just going into Canva and just picking Canva elements to make a (laughs) A logo. She literally designs this as truly unique art that is created by her that you then own the asset. And that is so fucking cool. She's amazing. We love her. We've had a completely 100% positive experience with her. So highly, 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 highly recommend. That's a really good thing. So mine is not going to be work related. <laughs> what's making me happy this this week, what's making me happy is um, the area that I live in is a historic area close to downtown. The community that I'm in, um, if you have never listened to the show before, I am in Mobile, Alabama. We are really close to the bay. I'm probably half a mile from downtown. All of that to say, I am getting a, <laughs> I'm so excited. I am getting a street legal golf cart. And I cannot, <laughs> I cannot even, 
y'all, I cannot even wait. Y'all don't even know. You're going to get all kinds. If you follow me on Instagram at Amanda Nelson Reads, I'm going to be posting all these videos of me working on this golf cart. I am so excited. So um, Mardi Gras, we're going to have a golf cart to take us down to the parade routes. We're going to be cruising the streets of Mobile. Y'all don't even know. And it's, it's like the most beautiful color. So what's making me happy, my first thing, is my new golf cart. I don't know when I'm getting it, but it'll be the next week or two probably. All right. What's your number two? My number two is the pre-made cookie dough. So Mm. like typically I've always been a person who just like, if I'm going to make cookies, I bake them from scratch and I have a handful of recipes I really love. I tend to particularly make them at Christmas time and I um, I celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas cookies. So I'll make like a whole variety, like a ton of different flavor cookie flavors I don't know a ton of different types of cookies and then we have like the smorgasbord and we also gift them and stuff like that it like I love that that's one of my favorite traditions but then periodically throughout the year if I'm just craving like one of those cookie types I'll just make that kind but recently I've been very into the pre-made dough and just making like two or three cookies at night like a late night snack of here's my dessert I'm just gonna like make I want a warm melty cookie that's fresh out of the oven but I don't want to sit there and make like a whole batch of cookies I don't want to be putting tray after tray in the oven I'm not like I'm not looking for that I just want something sweet and warm and melty at night so I've been super into cookie dough (laughs) like (laughs) no no I don't eat cookie dough like you don't really eat raw dough which I know for some people like just the dough is really fun I was about to say you are like offering on a whole other playing field all I do is eat raw cookie dough Mm. no I want the cookie I want it warm freshly (laughs) baked that's what I want so anyways I've been really into it and it's been making me very happy and I really just prefer like the chocolate chip or some version of that but I have gotten a couple of the other flavors just to diversify (laughs) But I love it. Chocolate chip cookies every night. That's been my like one of my favorite things. Love it. You are definitely a better person than I am because I remember seeing on a package where now there's some cookie dough brand that's like you can eat this raw. Like because typically it would say like do not eat raw cookie dough. Now they're using it as you can now. And I'm like, have y'all not been eating it raw this entire time? Like give me salmonella. I do not care. I do not care. Okay, the second thing making me really happy is the fact that not this week, but next week, if you are local to Alabama, I'm about to tip you off to the greatest event that is coming up. Thank me later. I don't normally talk about it because I don't want everybody to show up, but I'm going to tell you guys if you listen to the show because I love you and I want you to get in on this. If you are a reader and you are in the Alabama state or nearby in Mississippi, because that's pretty close to us or Louisiana. There is about to be the biggest. They have not done a library. Public library here in Mobile is huge. There's like 12 locations. They are about to do their book sale for the year. They have not done it since before COVID. I have been told it is going to be unbelievably huge. I have bought a wagon, Mm. Sarah. I will be there on the opening day, two hours before it opens, in line, ready to get in there. It is at the Abba Shrine Building in Mobile, Alabama on March the 25th, I believe. And no, sorry, the 24th, if you are, if you want to get in there early like me. And it is going to be incredible. One and $2 books. Y'all don't even know the amount of money I'm going to spend at this book sale. I have a countdown on my phone. I'm so excited. <laughs> Abba Shrine, Mobile, Alabama, Mobile Public Library. Brand new books. Come get you some. It's going to be so great. You're up next. 
That's so fun. I think we have one of those. I have not been in many years. And actually, I don't know if they've done it since COVID. So that's so interesting. But we had, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had one that used to be at least at the fairgrounds. And it was the same kind of thing where like just a yeah. massive amount of books. It's like such a fun time. And now you have me wanting to look that up. I used to work at the, I used to volunteer to work at the book sale before COVID and I would try, I would do that to get in there earlier because <laughs> I could shop before everybody else got in there because I was helping set up and they didn't care if you set books aside. This year, honey, I'm going all in. I'm going to be there early. I'm going to Comic-Con this thing. I cannot wait. Normally, I don't tell anybody about it because I don't want people to show up. But this year, I have been told it's going to be like the size of two super Walmarts. I am like whoa jacked up about this thing i cannot wait to spend all of my money how did you get involved with working at it i just um well i'm obsessed with the public library here fun fact we have the oldest library in alabama like down the road from my house and so i just volunteered they put up a sign and said or i think they put it on their social media a couple years ago and i was like "Ooh, i'll do that that'll be fun and it is really fun to work it and you get a cute little apron like you work at a bookstore which is also a dream of mine so um, (laughs) yeah but yeah it's at the abba shrine which is basically like a huge convention center and they just oh my god okay i could gush about this you're up we're like almost an hour into this podcast you gotta go. what's it. your thing it'll get edited it's all right okay so there's this place that is drive through only and they have a couple of locations and they're going to open a couple of more in the phoenix area throughout the valley and it is called angie's lobster and it is literally drive through lobster rolls in the desert that sounds and also they're only the combo meal is ten dollars so it's crazy but the reason that they don't have any seating that they only do drive through is because that keeps their costs significantly lower so they can try to keep the price lower because seafood is really hard to get in the desert so we went there when we did our staycation and we had like a list of places we had been wanting to try but we hadn't ever been to or whatever and they tend to have like a really long line if you go during the meal rush which is part of the reason they're gonna try to open additional locations they can serve more people so we went not during regular like (laughs) meal rush on a weekday and there was one person in front of us and it's so good they're so good. <laughs> so now we've gone a couple of times and I just I've been really into it. And now for like probably the first time ever in my life, I find myself sitting there like I'm craving lobster. Let's go get the lobster. And like, I mean, even going to like Red Lobster or whatever, sometimes we'll do like a variety thing and there will be lobster as one of the things. But I've always been more of a crab girl because I'm from the Chesapeake Bay area. And so I've really never been driven by lobster. But I got to tell you, it's so good and it's drive through and it's cheap and it, well, it's not cheap, but it's affordable. I mean, it's more affordable than going to freaking Taco Bell these days. So anyways, if you're in the Phoenix area, then I highly recommend Angie's Lobster. Very good. Very fun. That's awesome. You know, my mom always told me growing up, the number one thing like, and this might be a Southern thing. <laughs> So I'm going to say this could be a Southern thing. My mom said, you never say the word cheap. You always say affordable. So like you never say Mm -hmm. that something is, oh my God, it's just so cheap. You always say, oh my God, it's just so affordable. She was like, people will be more inclined to pay for something if you don't preface Mm -hmm. it by saying that it's cheap. Anyways, that's that's the uh, Rosemaryism 
My mom's name is Rosemary. That's the <laughs> Rosemaryism of the day. Um, my last thing, I'll piggyback off of yours. It is crawfish season in Mobile, in Alabama, and it is delicious. Have you ever had crawfish? I don't know. It's a big thing down here in the South. You normally do crawfish boils with like potatoes. You can put some sausage in there, onions. Some people put rutabagas in there. Ruta, rutabagas. I don't think I say that right. Rutabaga. Rutabaga. Anyways, you can put all kind of stuff in there. Corn's <laughs> a big one. Corn's my favorite. And you, it's like tons of spices. You boil that things up and then you crack open them crawfish. It is absolutely delicious. And the first time I ever ate crawfish, I cried because it looked like a roach to me, like a giant roach, but you eat it. Y'all, <laughs> let me tell you something. We went last weekend, got crawfish, and I'm just going to say I ate 10 pounds by myself and I have no shame in that. And I could have eaten more. Like it's delicious. And it's always right when the weather starts to change from summer to spring. And so it's beautiful weather outside. You're eating spicy food. You get a cold beer or in my case, you get vodka and water with extra lime. And you drink that and you have this spicy crawfish and spicy corn. And it is delicious. And you sit out in the sunshine. There's a breeze. Oh my God. I love it. I am just, I'm dreaming about it. It's one seventeen. I could go get some this afternoon. It's delicious. Do you, in general, are you like a spicy food eater? So I always say I love spicy food. I don't like overly hot food that like blows out my taste buds so that whatever I'm eating is like gone. Like there's no flavor to it. It's just spicy for the sake of being spicy. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I do like, I like a kick. That's what I say. I don't say that I like hot food or spicy food. I like a kick. I want some I want some flavor. I'm notorious for putting too much salt in my food though. That's my big thing. I love salty food. Mm. And I also yeah, love us too. Salt and garlic. I'm like high cholesterol. Okay. Well, those are our three things making us happy this week. I hope this has been <laughs> a this has been a long podcast, but I hope it was a fun. I had a good time talking with you yeah, today. I'm me glad we too. got to catch up. T- and- Tune in next week for our new food uh, obsessions because I just don't feel like if we continue to do this, what are three things you're into right now? I just feel like there's always going to be something food related. We were talking about this before we started recording, you guys, and like I truly believe one of the best parts of being human is that we get to like enjoy and experience our food. Like we get to really love the experience of eating and so we were bonding over just like a love of food so that like i feel like there's always gonna be food in that. it's very true guys we love it um all i want is truffle <laughs> fries we were talking about truffle fries earlier okay i'm gonna save that for next week so stay tuned we will um we'll be back <laughs> next week and it's been so great talking with you sarah and yeah, look us up at Big Brave Business on Instagram. You can find Sarah at Sarah K. Heater. And you can find me on Instagram at Amanda Nelson Reads. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>